Good morning, everybody. Kia ora, namaskar, and greetings. Joshin here. Thank you so much for joining me. So today I have a very special guest with me. I'm very excited about it. It's Brahmani, also known as Bridget Couch, and she's an old friend of mine. We've played together on numerous occasions. She's a professional violinist, a Baroque violinist, and a lover of Kirtan. So I'm really happy to, to share this time with you all. So namaskar, Brahmani. Thank you so much for joining us. Namaskar, everybody. Very excited to be here. So tell us a little bit about your background. Well, I come from a musical classical family who were all very, very high-quality professional classical musicians. I was brought up by a classical mother, violinist mother, and my father was a painter, but he knew more about classical music than any of us. And I have sisters and brothers who are all over the world doing professional, high-quality classical things. I was the one who went sideways and decided to um, deepen my spiritual practice. And so when I met um, with Margis, um, I had been a Vipassana meditation for many years, but meditator, but I actually didn't really get off on it because I couldn't still my mind. I had the idea that you were supposed to still your mind through meditation. And so I'd sit on the cushion and not be able to still my mind and feel really anxious and annoyed with myself for not being able to do that. So when I first met um, Margis, yeah. went on a retreat um, and found this musical way of mm. um, sort of, you know, getting into meditation first, yeah. um, I had a go at it. But actually it was very interesting because the first time the first time I experienced it, it was as if I had my mother, who was a very high-quality classical violinist, on my shoulder saying, oh, well, it's not Bach, is it? <laughs> <laughs> so I was very censorious and judgmental about it. Yeah. Um, but I saw everybody having such an amazing time and I just thought to myself, well, you know, stay open. Give it a go. Well. And I went back year after year after year on retreats and still always thought, oh, well, the music's a bit, yeah, well, it's not really my scene. It's a bit peppy, clappy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but gradually over the years it has really taken over my heart and I believe mm. that it has actually deepened my classical experience as well. That's wonderful. That's amazing. Yeah. Mm. As a classical musician, I was never taught how to improvise. Mm -hmm. We rely on interpreting other people's music, mm. which is very structured. Yeah. And we play the notes on the page. We try and channel what the composer wanted, but it's very, um, it's very prescriptive. Yes. And you don't get to take your, shut your eyes and just play with what you feel. You don't get to do that. Mm. And so I was very loath to, to try. I had mm. never tried before. Mm -hmm. And so you have so been doing it. The beginning <laughs> of that. Yeah, it was really inspirational. So um, everybody in the room when I first started, they were all so like, so keen and so encouraging. They said, look, there's no wrong notes. No <laughs> yeah. Wrong notes. yeah. <laughs> so I started to try and play and because everybody was so encouraging and because I was kind of, had my eyes closed and was in meditation at the time, um, I just thought, oh, well, I'll just stop something and I'll let myself be played. Oh, that's amazing. And that was what started to happen. That's amazing. Wow. And One of the things that I think is really different about Kirtan as compared with other 
what I would have called happy, clappy music, mm, yeah. is that Baba has structured it so beautifully because you are doing the, the little Lalit Manik dance yes. at the same time as singing loudly or joyfully, mm-hmm. just really mm. singing your heart out. And mm. because the melody goes round and round and round and round and because the words are always the same, <laughs> learning it is not as hard as one might think. So for anybody who's even not, not musical at all and can't thinks they can't sing, um, they I think Kirtan is the most brilliant way of getting into your soulful music musical and joyful side without actually having to criticize yourself. You just go along with that amazing flow. And for for that reason I think Baba was just amazing. Yeah. I can totally relate to that. I know my first experience of Kirtan, I came I you know I had been playing music since I was very young. And I came into the room and, and the lights were off and there was a candle in the middle and people were going round and round and many were not singing in tune. And uh, it was like, wow, what's this? You know, it was like, wow. It was challenging musically for me to be in that environment where people are singing out of tune. But very quickly that sort of dissolved. And, you know, yeah. it was like jumping into the flow and feeling that blissful flow. And when you really are in that blissful flow, that sense of judgment drops away. Mm. And for me, I really I get to the stage where I'm just asking Baba, I'm saying, what do you want from me? Mm, exactly. What am I here for? What am I here to do? And so when I start to play, what I've realised is that for some people in the room, the sound of the violin, no matter what I play, already absolutely sends them bananas. It's just it's fantastic, you know. Yeah, yeah. That sense it's just like this direct line to this full Bliss, joyful. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, Bob has set it up like that because he said so many times that Kirtan is some geet. It's it's not just singing, it's also dance and instrumental music. Unlike when we say music in the West, we genuinely mean instrumental music. But when Baba yep. says Baba says Ketan is Samgeet, so it's all three combined. So when you have the violin or you have another instrument, naturally it like creates more bliss. It creates such an amazing environment where people feel they can be absorbed, totally absorbed yep. into the sound. And also the fact, so what, I, what amazes me is the sort of scientific fact behind it, which is that actually, so I've been, you know, Vipassana meditating for years and everything else, and then starting off with Kirtan, realizing that if I'm if my brain has to tell my feet what to do, mm. and then if my my heart has to feel the music, and if my voice has to sing the music, and then I have to um, <laughs> um, you know do my hands in the air or whatever, that actually it takes up everything. It really yeah. focuses. You, you know, you can't be off thinking what's for dinner or, you know, <laughs> what the kids doing or yeah. what's happening next to my life yeah. or, you know, you just, it's so fantastically uh, well crafted. Yeah. It's so brilliant. Exactly. So you're, you're teach. are you still teaching at the moment in the, at the university? Because I know you were when I last, no, when I last I moved, spoke. I moved, but I now do freelance teaching and music performance coaching. Well, performance coaching in general, yeah. so stage performance. And what I do is I I take performance of any any kind, mm. stage performance, and, and we work on um, – on vital and riveting stage presence mm. by centering the body and the mind and the spirit 
and um, becoming aware of the situation and then losing yourself in what you're doing. So mm. that's that's what I'm doing. I'm doing a lot more coaching rather than just just teaching instrumental teaching. Though I love doing that as well. Yes, it so is wonderful, isn't violin, it? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yes, I know. But more, more coaching and performance stuff. I mean, sometimes it's dancers or people who are um, giving speeches mm -hmm. or people who want to work on their voice a bit or people who are dealing with performance anxiety or nerves. So it's about stagecraft. It's about getting in the flow. And I know that my relationship with Kirtan has really helped me to help other people be able to do that. It's wonderful. I'm uh, going to ask you, what, um, as I ask everybody, what inspiring project have you been up to of late? Well, one of the things which has been really inspiring me and which I've been part of is that during COVID, um, we were all either in lockdown or, or really quite isolated from each other. And because we now have amazing technology, it's been possible to um, see people, other people doing kirtan. Because for me... It's like it's all, it's a bit it's a bit you know lonely because I don't have any harmony or rhythm. I just got my little violin or my voice, and so I used to I used to know that it was a good idea to do kirtan before you meditate. That's what Baba says. But I really I didn't want to do it like that, and so I mm. would kind of do a little bit and then sit to meditate, and it really wasn't that inspiring. Mm. So what happened during COVID was a few of us got together and tried to encourage all the friends that we knew to do kirtan for us or with us mm. on a regular basis so that we would um, have fellowship yeah. and fun. Yeah. <laughs> and um, that was absolutely incredible, especially yeah. my wonderful colleague, Mudita, and my colleagues, uh, Bibi and Vinay. We, um, yeah, we. Uh, it really kept me going during that, that COVID time. And I feel like my my meditation practice has deepened a lot through having that. And now I'm much more likely, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll switch you on if I, if I on, uh, online kirtan for the universe, if I, if I feel like I, especially if I'm doing something like, um, I do Pilates every day to keep strong for my playing. Yeah. And I find it so much better doing Pilates if I have kirtan on. Yeah. So I usually, actually it's either you or Medita who are on in the background while I'm doing my, <laughs> doing my Pilates. <laughs> Yeah, that was so that's what inspired me. Um, yeah, just, just doing it every day, um, and sometimes twice a day. Particularly Medita, she's been amazing, just um, keeping that going. Yeah. So when you would do on like kirtan for the universe, would you then sing and play it? Would you yourself lead a kirtan online with a violin? I've never done that because I feel very technically, technologically challenged, and mm. because I've been moving house and. Mm. Uh, it's, it's complicated, but sure. our internet, etc., etc. I've never actually done that. Mm. And sure, uh, while when Medita comes to see me, yes. she puts her own on and yeah, you know, she's all, all of that sort of thing. Um, I'm less likely to do it, but I maybe in the future, <laughs> a bit of support, a bit of encouragement, I, I might. But I do need to have a guitarist or somebody who's doing rhythm so that I can do harmony and melody over the top of that. Of course. Because if I'm doing it on my own, I, I would be more likely to sing with you on your recording. Yeah. Sort of thing. I know uh, one time Diddy came to me and said, oh, my God, you should listen to this. Diddy Nanda who listens to a lot 
of online ketan. Got Mudita's got this amazing violinist playing with you. So she, she oh, she was so excited. And so yeah, I knew it was you, and it was really beautiful. And it did, it does have an incredible effect when you have a really good instrumental player with you when you're singing and dancing ketan, because it makes it complete. You know, mm. and in Ra, yeah. I learned that so much from being in Ra, where there is a lot of uh, coordination between the players and the dancers and the singers. They're really working as a team, mm. and that's very powerful coordination or collaboration it creates such a strong um, connected energy, blissful energy. What I feel like I'd like to do is to encourage more people to play and sing and especially to encourage more of the rhythm type people mm. and talk talk to them about how the drums or the tambourine or whatever can actually um, really um, make or break mm. what you're doing to mm, do with totally. the balance, to do with the speed, mm. to do with the connection, whether, whether you're all in sync and whether you're, you know, becoming more excited or uh, calming it down and... Um, I feel like sometimes when I'm in a, group, a bigger group, especially when there are people who have bigger drums like djembes or those kind of things, I mean, those are African talking drums. I mean, they're meant <laughs> to be on mountainsides, you know, they're meant to talk between different mountains. Um, and a lot of the time when people are getting very excited in their kirtan, um, they tend to just go for it on the drums and instead of um, making music together and really still still finding that collaborative sort of honing um, exactly and we just spent we just spent three sessions in the Kirtan Academy talking exactly about that and Kavita sharing her um, knowledge of you know because she trained with Jagaran on drum in India with me so she was sharing her knowledge about that and teaching some drum specific drum patterns that go with Kirtan because as you know every genre has its own drum patterns and so does kirtan and these are original these are ancient these are also traditional and so sharing mm -hmm. those because as you know that the sound of the drum is so important and baba talks about the beauty of the cold drum is that it has a sweetness about it because it's got the low the deep and it's got the high sound it's not overwhelming it's not overpowering like some of the other drums that are used in kirtan yeah mm. and i think that what can happen is that um when people are in their own bliss, they tend to become so inward rather than outward focused as well. Yeah. And what's beautiful for me is just getting that balance between so that that I'm I'm being played, mm. so I'm, I'm I'm I've removed myself, and mm. that gives me the most incredible sense mm. of the the size of the universe and the, <laughs> the connection with all the atoms of everything, mm. you know, so um, I'm taken away and that gives me a really highly sensitised, honed uh, feeling of the harmonies or the rhythm that's yeah. going on. And in fact, actually, some of the deepest kirtan experiences I've had have been, um, so often on the New Year's retreat, we tend to do kirtan right the way across, we yeah. do kind of kirtan right the way across um, for 12 hours. And often people don't want to do the wee small hours, you know, people mm. are, oh, well, I'm going to go and have a kip. And usually it's the sort of 2, 3, yeah. 4 o'clock in the morning when there's just one or two people there mm. 
or even to me if you're very lucky, where you just, I find that after doing hours of kirtan earlier and the excitement of the initial start and then the mm. anticipation of the new year coming and all the rest of that, in the wee small hours, you get this amazing kind of sense that it's the quiet of the night, but here you are making this beautiful, well, being this instrument of of um, sound. And it's just, yeah. uh, it's hard to actually put it in words. It's so blissful. And I really feel like, I feel the presence of God and I feel like I am being played, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. It's almost hard for me to remember it because it's like, it's, I'm just there and I yeah. can do that and it happens for hours sometimes mm. and I can't even remember what the kirtans were. I can usually remember who was in the room yeah. and usually they will have experienced the most incredible sense of harmony with the world and with the universe and with this, everything as well and we'll just walk around 24 mm. hours afterwards going, oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what so you So I can recognise the wee small hours. Mm, I know it's mean. it. Get on there and do it. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's me, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So what projects have you been doing? You're doing Kirtan Academy, hey? Yes, I've been doing the Kirtan Academy since August and it's been amazing. Oh, it's been inspiring. So we've been giving we've given two courses so far. The next one's coming up and on April the fifth, so very soon, and it'll be the last of its kind. After that we're going to be honing it down into something for the public and also doing different formats and different subjects um, and different aspects of Kirtan. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it very much. And, yeah, we talk about these the super-aesthetic science of Kirtan. For me to really truly understand the meaning of that definition has taken me years and years and years. And, of course, going to Ra helped me so much because they, mm. it's been developing for more than a thousand years. So you have to say they've really got it honed. So it's about sharing information about that and inspiring and inspiring people to, to really look deeply into Kirtan in ways that they themselves can challenge themselves can, to break through these obstacles that are within us mostly mm. to really be able to express more of their potential musically. What I enjoy working on with people um, doing the kind of coaching that I do is also really helping them to unlock the voice because I felt um, personally that for me the more I sing, sing Kirtan, that's another reason why I don't want to play all the time because the actual process of singing as well as dancing, really you get that third and fourth chakra really opened yeah. and it feels... <clears throat> You do, I can actually feel, I can feel the serotonin rush just sort of coming up or whether, that, whether that's kundalini, whatever that is. It just, I can I can wake up and I can be feeling a really a little bit ho-hum and everything else. And then I start doing do my kirtan and I start singing. And just the way that you have to breathe deeply and that you, that making making a whole load of sound right from deep down in your soul, deep in your mm -hmm. belly, yeah. is... Uh, bringing up this energy, which is incredibly joyful. Yeah. And so I can turn my my morning into from being really quite a like, oh, it's cloudy and I didn't sleep very well and I haven't got a lot of energy today and hmm, I haven't got anything nice to do, into this like, wow, <laughs> a huge rush and sets up the day in a totally different way. Absolutely. 
And what did Baba say? On um, Kirtan brings the Supreme to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sadhana brings you to the Supreme. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah, I have, I have <clears throat> quite a few memories of being in India and, for example, playing Kirtan. Baba has this house in Lake Gardens and uh, we would be waiting there for Baba, for example, to come back from his field walk. And I have so many memories of him coming in. And we'd be singing Kirtan, you know, and Baba would walk. And sometimes he'd he have to come in, like he'd be going up the stairs or or going up to his room. And then he just, and he'd come in and he'd sit with us. So that's literally true. If you sing Kirtan with all your heart and mind, Pram Purusha has to come to you. I totally, I totally believe that. And I, that's what's so beautiful about the process of doing, you do, and then you do kirtan and then you sit and do your sadhana and that hot that that process mm. uh, you get the supreme coming to you and you go to the supreme and it's yeah that's 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 the way it works that's yeah. the science and of course the dance i mean i just love that because you can the way that you're 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 tipping the the, the what's that the tip of your big toe behind you um, on the top of your what what is that? It, it stimulates the, the pineal gland. Yeah, it stimulates. That's exactly yeah. right. And uh, I notice when a lot of people do kirtan that they actually are kind of a bit shuffling their feet rather than doing the stimulating the pineal gland. And I really try yeah. to you know make sure that I do the tip of the the tip of the big toe because I I just want to get that absolute max out of it because gave us these instructions for a very good reason and um, yeah. I find also that um, after a really good, you know, singing my guts out with Kirtan, that my meditation is so much better. Yeah. It's so much deeper. Absolutely. It's so much. Um, uh, I find it, I can sit for longer. I can, um, it's more blissful. I'm more yeah. settled. And then after that, um, you know, going into my day is entirely different. And then I, I usually read to myself the, that um, reading of one and zero. Do you know that reading? It's about how you, when you do, you do things on your own, you're zero. Mm. And when you add Parma Purusha, you, Parma Purusha you're, you're adding the one. And so everything you do is <laughs> it multiplies. Yeah, yeah. Sounds great. And it's such a lovely little saying. And um, I, I have that on my little puja table and I read that every morning just to. Beautiful. Remember that doing everything with love um, makes everything um, work. And the, usually the last question I ask is your experiences of Kirtan, but you've already told me heaps. So I just wonder, <laughs> is there anything else you'd like to say or like to share with people who might be listening? Well, I just think that it's really important to be brave and open up your voice. Because it's the voice of God. It doesn't, there's nobody judging you or it. Mm. You've been gifted with the ability. You're a human being. You have been gifted with the ability to sing. Mm. And there's not enough singing goes on. <laughs> and it doesn't matter what it sounds like. What's important is that it comes absolutely from the core of you and that you're offering it up in the most sincere way possible. And I think that that is one of the most important things i find here in australia i feel so sad that people just don't sing it's not part of the culture here and yeah, i love sure. the way that kirtan hopefully will help people to be able to open up and sing their hearts out because it makes you so much more joyful 
And it's like when, when with dancing, they say, you know, dance as if nobody's watching. Well, sing as if only God is listening. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's gorgeous. Thank you so much. So mm. inspirational. Thank you. <laughs>